Onion Minute. This is the Movie by Minute podcast where we break down the second of the Benoit Blanc Knives Out Mysteries, Glass Onion. We break it down one minute of screen time at a time. I'm your host for this week. My name is Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. Our guest host is the professor. That's me, Robert E.G. Black, host of many a Movies by Minute show and currently Groundhog Day Project Minute by Minute and 50 by 20. That's right. And today we are covering Minute 54 of Glass Onion, which begins with Miles having a moment of honesty while talking about how everyone is a sycophant around him <laughs> and ends with Duke saying he's going to leave. Um, there's a lot of honesty going on in this particular minute. It starts <laughs> the very, it, it starts with, I mean, a quick uh, flash of the Polaroid of everyone at the Glass Onion. Um, you know, a close-up of uh, Daniel Craig is Benoit Blanc listening. And and at the end, as we saw in the previous minute, uh, Miles, Edward Norton's character, is in the darkness when he's being most honest. And then he steps back into the light to right. face Daniel Craig, to face Benoit, as if to say, okay, you've seen me, basically, you've seen through me in the glass setting where everything is, you see through everyone. Good hating you when you don't give it to him because that's what you're there for. I know it's probably hard to have sympathy for the poor tortured billionaire, but God damn, I miss that bar. Well, we saw through him, but we couldn't actually see him because he was in the shadows. But now he's getting back to, you know, honesty and wishing yeah. he could be that person in the photograph. And I love that he has the line. Don't worry, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to filibuster here, but I love that he does have the line. I know you're not supposed to feel for the... The, the, the poor tortured the billionaire. Poor, poor tortured billionaire. <laughs> yeah. A lot, lot, uh, lot of moments of honesty in this particular minute. Yeah. Even now that he's coming back into the light, he still is being honest. Yeah. And everyone, we see him basically, he's brought, think about this for a second. He's brought these people, and I think it's important that this scene ends with a shot of the Polaroid, of the one of the last moments, and apparently the last moment, where they were all on equal footing. Right. Where they were all friends. They were all in the same place, psychologically, mentally, probably financially. And we see that everyone likes each other. And, you know, we see that, you know, we see all the, we see all six of them. You know, you could just power down. Ah, it's my Google alerts. Got them for all you guys. Whiskey, sports, I like general interests. You have a Google alert for the word movie? I like movies. Don't hate Thank God for Benoit Blanc. We don't have to spend the weekend spelling hedges. Well, I'm out of here. 
Tomorrow morning, go. Genuinely wanted to be there. And he's, and a wistfulness to recapture that. And we see that he is trying to recapture that in a way because he keeps inviting the same damn people to right. go out with him. So there's a sense of, you know. He's trying to like, recapture it. Recapture it. But, of course, you can't recapture it. No matter no matter if you build a glass onion or put the neon sign there, the bar is gone. I'm saying the bar closed almost immediately after this picture was taken. Psychologically, that's true because they can't. They literally can't go back to there. Right. And I think it's important that him talking about how phony everyone is, and later in this minute we're seeing that everyone, when Miles isn't there talks about this whole situation as if it's you know something fun they don't want to participate in and yet they all put on brave faces around each other they were even so eager for it when they got their boxes at the beginning of the movie but when they're actually there it's like they need to get back to their lives right and you know there's something i mean you and i are in the same ballpark of age i i'm not too just a year or so ago went to my 20th high school reunion um and it's it's great, but there's also an element, especially for those of us, I no longer live where I don't no longer live where I went to high school. Mm. And so everyone is very, very different. We're all different people. I should hope so. It's was, it's been what it's, I guess it was, my, was it 30 years? 30 years. should be. Yeah. 30. Jesus Christ. How old am I? Cause mine's 30 this year. Okay. Okay. Fine. The 30 in 30 years, you assume you're different. Yeah. <laughs> you assume you're not the same person. And there is something, and like I have a group of comedians that I all we all came up together in the two in the 1990s, and we get together once in a while, but it's never we've all we're, we have families now. I don't even yeah. do stand up anymore. We're, we've dissipated. So when you no longer have that common place, a school, a bar, stand up comedy club, you no longer have that common lifeboat that you're all in. Every time you try to replicate that. There is an element of that that feels, I, I hate to say phony, but it feels like we're forcing it. Yeah. You're forcing it. Like there's some friends who I'm, I'll write to on Facebook and everything, but I'm like, like, I don't really need to make, to fall over myself to try to replicate the way things were in 1997. Exactly. Because it's not 1997 anymore. And mm-hmm. there is something kind of wistful about it. He's, he's, He's look. He's longingly looking at the Polaroid, wishing they could be back there again. But we see that that's impossible. That is absolutely impossible. They could never be that group again. Yeah. My and high school's gone. It was replaced by apartment buildings. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not there. The I went to a high school. I went to a private high school in Northern California. My family mm-hmm. moved from Massachusetts to the Bay Area. My father was in the tech industry. And um, and my mother's a scientist, and and up we moved we moved to Palo Alto before Palo Alto was in like it, it before it became Giddy Prime or yeah. not Giddy Prime. Uh, where where was the emperor from in Dune? Uh, Kaitain. It became Kaitain from Dune. Um, yeah, I'm gonna drop some some deep cut Dune, Dune references. references here. <laughs> I was um, ready for that. But. Uh, you know, now you know like, this studio apartment is five million dollars. You know, they moved. We moved to Palo Alto before that happened. But um, the the high school that I went to next to Palo Alto was a it was a nice high school. 
you know, it was nice. It was we went to a private high school. It was nice. Um, now, like the tuition now is like going to, you know, freaking Dartmouth. You know, it's, <laughs> it's like really, and uh, and the entire campus is rebuilt. Huh. Like it's now, you know, it, it's the Taj Mahal. There are dolphins jumping around. It's like, and I went there for the reunion, and I looked at. I was with a, a friend of mine who I hadn't seen for years, and it was wonderful seeing him. But I looked, and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna call it, the guy's name is not Glenn, but I'm not gonna say his name. Glenn, are you feeling any nostalgia? He said, none, hmm. zero. There's nothing left. There's nothing. The place change. The people There's, change. Yeah, yeah like I walked around going like, the buildings are different everyone's different and like you know it was it was really you know nostalgia is a dangerous thing because it can make you want to relive things over and over again and we're seeing this in our culture as we're going and it's and let's keep raising the ante when what you really want is a bar that doesn't exist and friendships you can never have again right yeah because now his relationships are the relationships themselves are strained by phoniness. Yeah. And maybe in it's, you know, I, you know, I'm not the same person I was in my twenties. I don't even have the same career. You know, I'm a special education teacher now. Yeah. And the people that I relate to the most are, are other teachers and other people in my field. You know, I was a television producer for a while. I related to television producers, but I'm not in television anymore. There are times I've gone to parties with other TV producers. I'm sitting there going, I'm not in your world anymore. <laughs> you know, I'm, you're a good person. If you want to watch the ball game, I'm happy to do it with you. But, uh, you know, I feel much more at ease with other podcasters. Yeah. Because I still podcast. So we still have that common thing. When you don't have the common thing, then what are you trying to replicate with the friends? Trying right. to just recreate this picture? You know, I, I've, it, it's, it's I'm, hard. Yeah, I'm like, surprised oh. he doesn't have more than just that glass onion sign, but like a whole rebuild of the bar itself in his house. Yeah, but see, but the, there, we're going to see that. In fact, that takes us right to the next scene, kind of brilliantly, that we see his longing to have this. But what what is the place that he put his friends in? This right. gigantic, ornate room with this formal dining table filled with all this, you know, all these, uh, you know, you know, all the glass filled with the Mona Lisa, mm -hmm. you know, filled with, you know, the, you know, everything's ornate, everything is state of the art, everything is, you know, all this artwork, including a, a ridiculous portrait of himself, where it's his <laughs> head on Brad Pitt's body from Fight Club. It's sort of sort of a meta situation there. But it's like, I've brought you here to show you how awesome I am. Right. Like I'm bringing you onto a boat and I'll be there with my guitar. You can't have him back where he couldn't rebuild the glass onion bar on. He could have done that. He could have gone to like, you know, Washington DC or something like that and built. We're going to reopen the glass onion bar. It would be exactly the way we are. No, I have to show you that I'm better. Right. I'm going to bring you to my island, my kingdom. Else, yeah. Right. So. I love that when we cut to the that room, it's the shot with like the empty dinner table is the focus because dinner yeah. didn't go how it was supposed to go. So it's still set up with way too many like layered plates because this is fancy. Yeah. And then all of them are just kind of standing around like Andy's staring at the Mona Lisa. Claire's making herself a drink. Bertie's way over on a couch by herself. And for some and, and, reason, whiskey is on the floor. <laughs> and people look bored. 
Yeah. You know, it's like, um, you know, uh, Duke is checking his phone for Google alerts. Exactly. You know, Claire looks like Claire is probably a little plowed and just and, and looks like a fillet. Like she's got, she's no got a whole on. wine bottle and <laughs> next to her glass. Yeah, she's she's good on drinks. And, you know, um, uh, what's his name? Um, the Leslie Odom Jr. character. Wow. Um, thank you. He is criticizing the Google alerts from Duke. It's bad enough that Duke is staring at his Google alerts. Now yeah. he has to have someone watching his Google alerts. Uh-huh. You know, of all this art that they're surrounded by, you know, Duke can't drop his damn phone. Yeah, it's the like only if one he was paying any attention to at, the art is Andy. Yeah. 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 And everyone else is just like they don't no one else even knows what to do in this room filled with art. Right. Which if that doesn't show you where uh, where people are psychologically in this particular movie, you know, he's looking for alerts. So like there's gotta be something else to capture my attention. And of course it's hilarious. He has a Google alert for movie. Yeah. And the word movie. Lionel, and it's a, the word movie he said, I love movies. Don't hate. Which, which is funny. Cause these minutes we've had this week, dialogue is almost word for word. The script, mm-hmm. except for that line. I like movies. Don't hate nerd is not and i'm like i love that line because it's funny oh, it's, it's one of my favorite lines of the movie yeah it's absolutely one of my favorite lines in the movie. i think it's hilarious google alert for the word movie and it's yeah. like thousands of <laughs> new posts and like it's good no one knows what to do they're on an island paradise now granted we had the whole dinner scene take place that the they had the rug pulled on from what was going to be the murder mystery yeah but like you know birdie is like i'm just gonna i'm gonna drink and 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 you know, everyone's just a sort of awkward. The these the great friends who we and again, this is this is the sign of a smart director that we've had that scene that established these aren't just a bunch of rich people. These were an intensely close knit group of friends yeah. who now reunited are scattered across a room, unable to interact with each other, and are basically strangers. Yeah, the Polaroid, we started this minute with the Polaroid still. They're good friends. It's like um, How I Met Your Mother. It's like that cast. They're so close. They hang out at a bar together. And this is the opposite. Yeah. They can't even hang out together. The mother has been met. The only one who's paying any attention to someone else is Lionel, and that's because he has turned off his phone. Well, and also you get the the sense that Claire in her, uh, she's a filet of Claire, and we'll definitely see this in the next minute. She's paying attention too, and she is having a hard time dealing with the fact that no one else is paying attention to what she's paying attention to. Right. Yeah. But um, hey, uh, I meant to bring this up yesterday, but I'll bring it up today. Uh, they are going to make a third Benoit Blanc film, third Knives yeah. Out film. Um, I've talked in a previous uh, minute about how I wanted to see them in. The different seasons like this is a summer film knives out was a fall film you could have a spring film you could have a a, a winter film well, winter and there film. are so many other great other like you had old new england money here you have new tech money there's so many forms of stupid rich people that they could make a <laughs> film about what, what would you like to see in a third benoit blanc film i i don't know if i necessarily wanted the next one but i think it would be interesting if it went 
this might also be a really bad idea. My impulse was to say like more of a meta thing. Like it went into Hollywood, mm -hmm. like went into actors playing actors. So it's even more of the shallowness of some of these characters. Or maybe it could, pretending you know, constantly. Or these, or these big media companies that like, yeah. like this, these, this fish swallows this fish swallows that fish, and you get these 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 incredibly powerful people. Um, any place where there's a tremendous disparity of wealth. How about the murder happens because someone at some streaming platform deleted the movie you produced and won't let anyone watch it, right, as I mean, you know Max and Disney are doing. Yeah, I mean the one the one thing that the one thing I would um, sort of back off on that a little bit is I think the the first film dealt with kind of like old New England money sure. and the sort of the people who felt entitled to that suddenly yeah. not having that money. Um, this is about new tech money yeah. and the instant power that that brings, but all that power is simply on the surface. We saw in the first Knives Out minute, everyone was acting like they were very important and had great value until record scratch, they didn't get the money and suddenly they were all reduced. Then to, they were nobodies, yeah. Then they were nobodies and the idea of even the final last shot where they're on the outside and... Um, uh, and then she's on, on the balcony sipping from the cup. It's like, oh, guess what? You're no longer, who are you now? Well, in this film, there's a lot of, we've seen this, that the, everything's on the surface. These are people who are become, it's funny, they've changed influencers to destructors in, yeah. the, in the film. That It's all new money. They all recently got it. Whether it was earned or not is up for debate. But the influence that they have is all based upon instant clicks instant gratification and no and without any substance yeah. um yeah I, I think those are two very and i'd like to see just thematically it would be fun to see benoit blanc in another type of wealth right i'm trying to think if there's a new there's not a newer one because they've been yeah. influencers i don't think um, i know about wealthy people <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pull back the curtain a little bit here uh, because I've been recording these episodes out of order and uh, I've already recorded episodes 85 through 90 or 86 through 90. Uh, and my guest on those episodes and I, we went through a couple of potential Benoit Blanc. So I'm biting my tongue not to say what we said uh, because we came up with some interesting ideas and I don't want to, I don't want to step on those episodes. So here I am chomping down on the tongue there, but I, I, professor, I will tell you once we stop recording, I think we came up with a couple of cool ideas there, but nice. th th that's, that's, that's previewing episodes 86 through 90. So better, better get hopping. Hey, let's, uh, let's stop talking about films. We have no power in and uh, talk about, about this one. Talk about <laughs> this one. Um, there's, there's some great uh, editing and like shot composition to set up this scene change because you know the establishing shot of the empty dinner table and then everyone's yeah. spread out and then we cut and, to Mike Miles Glass yeah. very in focus which we don't know why we should pay attention to it yet but, but it's getting it in our head yeah that's one of the great things about this this movie and Knives Out is that they will have very important clues like that Mm -hmm. That because from that to the moment, happen, like, yeah, when they when they happen, you're like, why, why did that happen? And mm -hmm. that's the rewatchability of these movies. 
Yeah. And that is uh, when you see it again, you're like, oh, I guess why that thing was there. That's why right. that thing was there. It also drew my attention, the Miles glass close-up drew me attention to everyone's glasses. They not only have labels, they have different types. He knows what they drink. You know, Claire's got her, her wine glass. Um, Birdie has, I don't know what you call that glass, but it's like the big thing you're going to have like a weird fruity cocktail in. And I have no idea what Lionel's glass is. It's some little tiny like hourglass shaped thing. I don't know what it's for or what he drinks, but they all have distinct things. And then meanwhile, when we see Peg, I think it's in, is it in this minute or next minute we see Peg? Next minute. She is labeling with a Sharpie a red solo cup. Yeah. Because she doesn't matter. But um, we also see, we see Janelle Monet in the middle looking at the Mona Lisa and where she's, where she is positioned, she is almost looks like one of the pieces of art. Oh yeah, all the glasses, glass pieces of art. Like she's standing there, she's the away, and she's she's the only one, sort of looking at the trappings of the room at this point, right? And is probably the only one who has any capability of understanding the significance of anything. Why is whiskey on the ground? Clean? Is she, I don't know. Is she cleaning? What is she doing? I thought maybe I actually rewound because I'm like in the wide shot. Does she have like? A camera on her phone is she taking a picture like posed with that little bottle she's got in front of her but no i thought she was cleaning for a second she's just on the floor yeah that's wild and then we, i don't think we find out we definitely don't next minute well there you go and uh i this is there's so much going i love this is again i hinted at this this is one of the reasons why these films are successful is because of multiple viewings because yeah. you and I mean, I've seen the movie beginning to end twice. Um, but I've seen them obviously in pieces while doing uh, this, right but it's, a, it's, it's, it's the same movie. They didn't go in and have Greedo shoot first, but it's when you watch a movie twice and it's a totally different experience the second time than the first there's something magical about that. You want to show oh, yeah. it's like it's it's like it's like a good card trick. You know, you want to see it work. Well, um, well, look, I think that's all we got for minute fifty-four. You and I, I, I have, have one more. I do have one more. Oh, go ahead. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Let me step on. It, sorry, um, because we haven't talked about music much. Because in this mm, these two scenes, yes. there's not a lot of music things. But the musical cue here was weird. Because I'm like, what is this song? And then I looked it up, and it's a cover of "Take Me Home, Country Roads." that doesn't sound anything like that song, which kind of fits with the way this art is all on display. And it's like also movies use new songs and covers all the time, but it kind of felt fitting that these people who don't understand the art that's surrounding them are accompanied by a song that doesn't sound like the original. Yeah. I'm like, that That works. Even yeah. if that's not what they intended, that's how it worked for me. And I'm like, I like that. That's... that's uh... You know, there's, I mean, again, there, that's a detail I did, would never have known. And again, there's and like a la- like an onion, many layers going on here. It's, <laughs> they should have included onion in the title. Um, right? Hey, where can people follow you? Uh, lemmingdrops.com. You can find links to all my stuff, including my latest show, 50v20, where, among other things, I often latch onto songs and their lyrics. All right. And you can follow our show on... Uh, Glass Onion Min on Twitter, all one word. Please listen, rate, review, subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. And 
we have one the professor and I we have one you don't mind if I call you the professor right it's just too, no, it's it. too it, it feels it just flows out the professor and I we have one more episode to cover that is minute 55 which gets really interesting as if these minutes haven't been interesting <laughs> I am your host this week my name is Paul Francis Sullivan you can call me Sully and this has been Glass Onion Minute I'm